Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Ultimately, General Motors has to reverse this decision because we are absolutely concerned and legitimately so about General Motors' completely, complete disinvestment in Canada. If, in fact, they are successful closing Oshawa, which they will not be, that will leave one assembly plant in Canada building one car. That's Jerry Diaz. Of course, he's the head of the union, Unifor, and uh, sounds like a pretty dire prediction, but everybody's been reeling since the news came out on the weekend, and it's led to a lot of speculation as to uh, whether the plant in Oshawa can be saved, uh, whether the entire automotive industry in Canada, or could we have a domestic industry coming out of the ashes, so to speak? Well, Frank Stronach is one who would know about this, developing uh, his Magna Empire from scratch back in the late 50s. He's joined us on the line from Austria today here on The Oakley Show. Frank, it's always a pleasure to have you on The Oakley Show. How's it, uh, how's it all going for you? It's always nice to be on your show, John. So, uh, and sometimes it takes an earthquake, it takes a major sort of calamity to, uh, to change things. Well, all right. What kind of change do you think uh, that would be positive could come out of this? Well, Anytime you've been in business, you got to analyze what's the best way of making the product. And then you got to embark on it. Because if you don't, somebody else will. I think we are fortunate that we have a great skill labor pool and we have uh, a very good base on uh, car parts, etc., etc. So uh, we are fortunate that we have that. And uh, I think. Um, the big car companies, uh, we have to, things have to change. It, it won't work that way. Well, all right. So are we poised here because you talk about the skill set that we have, Canadian workers are, you know, amongst the best in the world. Could we launch a domestic auto manufacturer in this country, uh, you know, wholly owned and uh, operated by Canadians? I, 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 well, it's less as long as the jobs are in Canada, right? Because mm. jobs are very important, and the automotive uh, cars are a, a major a major product, which uh, there's a fair amount of labor goes in, and uh, and uh, yeah, it deploys a lot a lot of people, and the spin-off effect is enormous. So basically, you got to take a look. The, the the big car companies have to change, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they should. Uh, they should have, uh, you got to get away from those big, gigantic factories that people become a number. Yes, you need a certain size, but uh, look, if you, if you produce maybe two, 300,000 cars, that would be a good size. And uh, so uh, I think we could do it. Uh, and uh, for instance, we need, uh, I've always said, if the economy doesn't work, nothing else will work. And the economy is driven by three forces. Good management, uh, good workers, and investors, or capital, right? Right. right. And thereby, all three have a moral right to some of the outcome, which is profits. That's the way it built Magna, right? The profit sharing, uh, the workers' participation, et cetera, et cetera. That, uh, 
we could compete with any company in the world. So we got to take that. Uh, we got to, I think the Canadian government, including the Ontario government, et cetera, et cetera, I think if we, we could put down a structure which would be which, uh, where we could make high-quality cars at a competitive price. Well, Magna's built yes. itself on building a better product for a competitive price. And so if yes. we took that example or model, and I'm not saying Magna necessarily because they'd be competing against their customers like General Motors and Chrysler and so on and so forth, but could that model work as you've just you know established Magna as the biggest? Yeah, no question it would work. So we got to take a look. Basically, I think, you know, when I made my rounds, uh, I've always said no governments can guarantee jobs, no unions can guarantee jobs, and I've always said no different magnet can guarantee jobs. The best guarantees when I made my rounds, I said, look, if management and, and, and uh, workers work together to produce a high-quality product at a competitive price, the one thing we could guarantee that there's no discrimination and there's fairness on the workplace. Mm-hmm. So we, I installed hotlines. When I installed the hotlines many years ago, the manager says, look, I don't want to be spying on us, and now they're happy that we have them because you got to flush out. When things are not right, when, uh, when, uh, when, when things are not right, that makes people unhappy. And if you've got unhappy employees, there's no way it can make a quality product at a competitive price. So you constantly got to flush it out if something is right. And the big, uh, the big car companies, they're just like, uh, you know, the dinosaurs died out, right? So uh, you, you, we got to take a look and uh, have smaller plants and more pheasants and uh, create different uh, profit centers, have the assembly, and then, uh, and then create a major, major component uh, manufacturers, and then they got the manufacturers of a wide range of, of, of uh, hundreds and thousands of different car parts. All right. You're talking about a more agile manufacturing operation. Frank Stronach is with us on the line, the founder of Magna International. And in the wake of the announcement by General Motors pulling out of Oshawa, I was just wondering if there's any feasibility to a domestic automaker uh, and what that would take. And Frank, just to reiterate, was suggesting, you know, if you have management and the workers colluding, so it's not an adversarial thing, you know, where the union and management are always at loggerheads. But here's the thing, too, because you talk about innovation, and I mean, Magna's on the forefront of that, needless to say. Uh, should we be investing heavily in electric and autonomous vehicles? Because that's what GM is saying. They're trying to reposition themselves globally. Is that where the future is? Well, it's uh, look. Basically, you we go with uh, with a proof of product, which we know exactly what the costs are and how it works. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do electric cars, but there's room still to uh, uh, if if you be competitive, if you can produce high quality cars. So I I think uh, if I would be in the government, I would I would invest. I would say, look, we advance X monies. After five years, we're going to sell the shares to the public. And most likely, uh, you know, maybe the government would make a small profit. Hmm. And you will, pres- you will preserve a lot, a lot of jobs. And basically, workers should have an earning formula anywhere between 10 and 20% of the ownership of the share should be, should be owned by workers. And that could be done with an earning formula. 
and management could have any revenue in 5 and 10% of the profits on an earning formula. And I think it could be very competitive. You would get a whole new environment, a whole different attitude, and the working together. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I think we could produce uh, high-quality cars at a competitive price. And most of all, it should be a role model for Ford, for all the car companies in America. Because the way it's set up now, it, it just won't be competitive. Well, if memory serves, you tried to do something along those lines uh, several years back. I think you wanted to take over Opel. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong or fill me in on the story there. I mean, uh, was that part yeah, of your it, vision? It, 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 no, it wasn't. I was asked by the German Union and by the German government and basically by General Motors, too, if we could if we could buy Opel. And, uh, and I looked at it and I said, look, uh, it's, uh, uh, right now there's too many car makers. And right now, I said, the European market is swamped. I said, the only way I would do it is, uh, and we were well on the way, uh, I said, uh, General Motors said, uh, said, remain with a third. Uh, Magna would take a third, and, uh, a third, and I said uh, a Russian car company should take a third. So in essence, we would have immediately a great market, and uh, and uh, and uh, we could, uh, yeah, and we still could have uh, certain components made in in Germany because Opel was in Germany, and so we would spread the work a bit around. Well, all right. If but we have anyway, we were close to sign. I think we signed the we signed the deal, and uh, and then General Motors got a bailout. At, I think of fifty or sixty billion. And General Motors said we want to keep it. Yeah, Frank Stronach. Now they want to. You know, now they uh, well, they would give it away, or or, or they're in the process of closing it. Right. Again, Frank Stronick is with us. Frank, uh, let me ask then, if we had this domestic car company, as you envision, uh, setting up a model uh, workplace, you know, where the workers are guaranteed like 20% of the profits and there's no adversarial relationship and we're on the vanguard, you know, the cutting edge of innovation and technology, would we have an export market? Do you think Canada could export this vehicle? Well, we, uh, first of all, we, uh, let me put it this way, if you got a great car, high-quality car, the pricing is right, we could cut the import down. That's the first thing. That's in our, under our control, right? Mm-hmm. And the next thing, I think we could also maybe export some, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's feasible. We had a great labor pool. And I, I think, uh, if you be honest and straightforward with workers, I think you win their hearts and their attitude. Well, how about Canada, though, as a place for investment? Because investment is recently uh, leaving the country. The smart money's getting out. Could we attract capital to make this possible? I, I think so, but, uh, but it would, uh, it, uh, I, I think it's, it's far gone, so the government would have to advance something, and uh, I suppose uh, investors could be gotten. But um, but the problem is, you know, uh, you know, just you have you have Wall Street. You got the unions, and Wall Street says, "Look, we you you the company's got to make more profits." The unions say, "We want to have higher wages," and so business uh, takes the easy way out, and they go to Asia, <laughs> yeah. and then they create warehouses and ship it in. 
Well, that's I what said that for many years. I saw it coming. Well, and General it's Motors is doing that with Mexico. That's what General Motors is planning to do with Mexico, according to the well, union. Well, but but it does take uh, it does take a whole new philosophy, right? You gotta look. Workers gotta agree. Look, all what basically boils down to uh, to uh, social economic justice. Can we? Can we? Can we create a, a balanced situation where workers feel luck? We can participate in wealth creation, and uh, that's why we're going to put our effort in and maybe a lower a lower wage and uh, and to get a portion of the profits. But you, you take uh, you know look any time uh, you take England. England was so advanced in high high tech machinery and so on and so forth. And slowly, the financial industry took over, and uh, and manufacturers was wiped out. The same here, right? It's gotten all it's gotten all in the financial engineering. Hmm. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, wealth uh, creation, or uh, basically, uh, you can only do it by making products. Well, and uh, that's so why we got to have a whole new look. I'm just throwing out some. Uh, you know, I just got to know a day or two days ago when he called me, and I. And uh, luck uh, um, in Canada, I grew up. Canada was great to me. Uh, um, I, uh, I'd be happy to have some input. I'd be happy. I'd be back in a week and a half. I'd be very happy to see the premier on the federal side, what we could do. I think we could do it. And most of all, work together with General Motors. And let's create a, room, a new role model. Fair enough. Uh, uh, you need you need a role model uh, how to how to make cars. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. Frank. I mean, we went to ground zero. We went to the source. You you're in Austria right now, but I mean, uh, Magna's employing 175,000 people worldwide. Uh, it's the biggest yeah. auto parts manufacturer in the world. So you know a little bit something about this. So uh, your input is always welcome here in this show, and I'm sure with the premier and the prime minister. I gotta let you run, but uh, maybe we'll follow up when you do come back to this country here in a week and a half. Yes, I'll be back in a week and a half, and I uh, you know I I would be very happy to serve. And uh, the fact is, I've created one of the great companies, created so many jobs, and uh, we were competitive, and we produce we produce cars, right? We uh, we uh, so uh, I, I think we just need a different approach, a different attitude, and uh, uh, yeah, a different attitude, right? Uh, workers, workers better participate. They got to have a chance. They got to be part of wealth creation. Listen, we'll follow up on this discussion when you get back to Canada. Okay. Appreciate right. it very much. Right. Thanks, Frank. Okay. Frank Stronick, that's the founder of Magna International. Interesting. Well, he's, you know, he's always had uh, out-of-the-box thinking. <laughs> you can't argue with his success. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 